Hi, everyone. So, we have in our midst today, Ms. Fauzia Tijani, the current SRC Vice President for the Ghana School of Law Accra Mead Campus. Hello, Ms. Fauzia. Hello, Esther. How are you? I'm good by God's grace. Lisa, I hope you are fine too. Oh, I'm doing well. Okay. Good to know. You're welcome to this platform. Thank you very much. Okay. So, can you tell us about Fauzia? Who is Miss Fauzia Tijan? Oh, okay. Um, foremost, um, as, you, as you've already introduced me, I'm Fauzia Tijani. Um, okay. I'm currently the um, vice president elect for the Ghana School of Law at Carmen Campus. Um, I had my LLB at Ken USD. Um, after which I raised an entrance and my goals are successful to the law school um, and my parents. So I'm the and yeah, so far so good. This where the God that's this where God has brought me and I'm still looking forward to wherever I'll get to. Oh, okay. So what are the requirements of becoming a lawyer in Ghana? The legal education in Ghana for anyone that wants to be a lawyer has been divided into two. The first okay. part is for you to be able to acquire a Bachelor of Law certificate from any accredited university that the okay. General Legal Council has given accreditation to. At first, it was only Legon that was offering it. Then, then came Ken University, then the private university. So you can go to any of these schools that have been accredited to um, pursue your um, LLB, your Bachelor of Law certificate course. At some universities, if you are a postgraduate student and wants to do the law also, um, you can have a three-year program for that. I can USD is still four years. I think Legon is three, um, Gempa is also three. I don't know for other, the other private universities here. So after acquiring your LLB certificates, obviously for an undergrad, it's a four-year program because you are doing it as a degree, like from undergrad, um, from directly from SHS. So it's a four-year program. You get your LLB certificates. Then you write an entrance exams to have your professional law course at the Ghana School of Law. So um, the LLB certificate that you have, is like you have the, um, the substantive law. They have taken you through what the laws of Ghana are. You would need the other two years to go through your, um, the procedural aspects of whatever that you've done at your faculty level. That's when you are hiring your LLB. Yeah. So okay. law in Ghana is a six-year program. It's a six-year program, but has been divided into two. You have the four years and you have your other two years. But to get to the other two years, after your four years, you write an entrance exams because the law school does not have enough space to accommodate the, num the expanding number of um, faculties that are uh, having LLB graduates. So you write an entrance exams. If you are successful, you'll be able to get into the Ghana School of Law to do your two-year program. After the two-year program, um, you go after the two-year program, which also has its requirements and whatever that you have to fulfill, then you'll be able to be called to the bar to be a lawyer in Ghana. Yeah. 
Okay, so there's this rumor that law students do not have national service. How true is that? Is that after the Ghana School of Law, when you are called to the bar, you just start working with a law firm, or how is it like? Because of the nature of the legal practice in Ghana, um, you don't necessarily need to have a national national service certificate to be able to practice. Okay. The national service certificate is very necessary if because after after let's say if you're not doing law and you're doing any other course after your four-year program you'll be you might be anticipating that the government will employ you right yes okay. and in the requirements of a government require uh, employing you you would need your national service certificates but as lawyers you you don't need the government to employ you. If the government is even employing you, that's the attorney general's department or um, yeah, and the national um, commissions, maybe National Petroleum Commission and those places. You don't necessarily need a national service certificate. But if you don't know when you might get if you don't do it early and get it done with, you might forget. There was a lady in, in Nigeria. This was, there was a situation in Nigeria like that when um, a lady that had done all her education outside was given um, a ministerial appointment. Then it's, they dug into her background and realized that she doesn't have a national service qualification. Like she doesn't have the certificate. So they had to revoke the appointment. So if as a lawyer, you don't know where you find yourself, you see. You don't know the time that um, these things might come to you. So it's necessary for you to do your national service at least and get it done with. But okay. it's not a prerequisite for you to practice. It's not a prerequisite for you to get a, a firm to work. No, 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 it's not a prerequisite. But for your own good oh, okay. and for your own yeah, future endeavors, it's better you do it. Yeah. Okay, thank you for clearing the air concerning this national service issue. Now, considering all that you have said, when do you think it's fit to do the national service? Do you combine it after you are called to the bar and then do it together? Or for instance, if you are not able to get into the law school, then you do your national service instead. So you, you wait to write the next entrance exam. Good, so I think that's a perfect um, way to do your national service because most of my colleagues did that and they registered and um, when they were not able to get into the law school, they decided to do their service. So the one year they are studying for the law school, they are also um, doing their service alongside. So by the time they get to the law school, they are done with that. But some of my colleagues also registered and they were posted, but then they were successful at the law school. So they were doing their national service alongside going to school. And some of them, they give them shifts as to the time they should come. And sometimes they give them weeks off and all. So you can be doing it as you are in law school. It can. But personally, I didn't register. I didn't register because I, want to, I wanted to get down with my education, then do my national service. So hopefully after school, I will apply to do my national service. After my pupillage, actually. Pupillage is for six months. After I'm done. I will apply to do my national service, then move on with my legal career. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm saying concerning 
thing that Pupilage just mentioned, can you please enlighten us on it? How is it like? Okay, some equate the pupillage to national service well, because the national service provides you with the capacity to be employed by most organizations, because if you don't have your national service, most of the time it's difficult to get employment. So as part of your requirements to get your license to practice as a lawyer, you need to do a six-month pupillage course, uh, more like understanding at um, a reputable firm where the general legal counsel will post you up to. You get it. So you are posted to a place, okay. um, a law firm that is quite reputable. Then you do a six months course. After the six months, then you are able to get your license to practice as a lawyer. You get it. Uh, okay. So without the privilege, you can't get your license to practice okay. as a lawyer. Yes. So okay. that is it. Okay. Now, with all that you said, I remember you distinguished the LLB from the law school stating that the LLB yeah. is for the substantive aspect of the law and then the Ghana Law School is for the procedural aspect. Now, I would want to yeah. get to know how your LLB experience with focusing on your political pursuit. <laughs> okay, that's an interesting question. I completed my SHS in 2016. So God being so good, that same year, I was able to gain admission to come to the university forms. I bought both Legon and Tech because that's at that time, those were the only universities I had in mind that um, pursued law. I, I really didn't think about Gimpa. I knew Gimpa was a private university, but I didn't really know there were governmental interventions and all. So I bought Legon and Tech and successfully I got into Tech. Um, yeah, so 2016, that was when I started uh, my LLB program at Tech. So first year, first, first year, first year was, as every law student knows, you come into an environment, you think you have an idea of what law is about, because in SHS, I think um, every general, general arts class, like almost every general arts class that I know does government as a course um, in SHS. So you kind of have an idea about what law is and what you think the law should be. Then you get into the law school and you realize that you don't know anything. <laughs> they are debunking everything that you know from the start and you have to relearn a lot of things. And it's kind of very difficult. Um, okay. You are introduced to very For new ways of studying because, hello? Yeah, hello, I'm listening to you. Yeah, you are introduced to very new ways of learning the law because um, it's you are able to grasp it according to some specific methods. You are supposed to answer your questions in certain specific ways. If you don't do that, you throw a law. So first year, a lot of students throw some courses because um, it's the legal language. It's it's kind of tricky a bit, and sometimes. You need someone to expand and let you understand what it's really about. So yes, I also <laughs> no had a mentor who who, okay. who took me to um yeah. Then second year, so um successfully I I finished first year. I was I didn't do any course by God's grace. <laughs> then I went to then I passed second year. Yes, so second year first semester. Yeah, I think that was when my mind was inclined to these politics 
campus politics that was going on. It's like, hmm, what is this? Okay, well, first of all, we can realize that people were running for it. It was SRC that was kind of um, very um, keen and out there. Yeah. So my mind was on Okay, so this is interesting. So second year, first semester. That was when I got to um, hear about the fact that like uh, we the elections are conducted during the second semester. And if you want to also run, you you need to start whatever that you want to do, like your intentions being known during the first semester. So yeah, so first semester, I I had a friend who was my senior. He was in third year. His name is um, Kofi, Kofi, I call him Kofi, so he's currently the president for the National Service Persons. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So Kofi, so I spoke to him and he was like, he would manage me because he had kind of an experience with regards to students' politics because he's also interested. So as I was saying, I always believe in the fact that whatever that you do or whatever step that you do, there are people that have already lived that path or there are people that have more knowledge as to whatever that you want to do. So I never hesitate to ask. I never hesitate to read, to make more research, but most especially from people because it's people that have the experience. Yeah, so I spoke to him, then he helped me with regards to it. So yes, I picked that form to, to contest for the general secretary for the Law Students Union at her second year, <laughs> yes. And, Hey, it was it wasn't <laughs> an easy experience. Put yourself out there for people to say whatever they want to say about you because of the fact that you want to lead them. You get it. You are going to represent yeah. them. So you give them that liberty to say whatever they want to say about you, criticize you, you know. But then in criticizing and saying all those things, they end up also fabricating stories, saying things that are not true. And if you are not strong willed, you would want to back out. But as I said, you need to get someone that has experience, someone that um, knows the um, all these things about elections to encourage you to let you understand that it, that is how it is. And also, it is a learning process. You see, I was just in second year. I had a whole life ahead of me. I felt when when you are particular stage you think that is all there is but you go forward and you realize that whatever stage that you were it's whatever thing that happened to you was a learning process you really learned a lot from it you get it so i cried especially when they were fabricating stories i went to see <laughs> and crying on him he just told me oh i shouldn't worry i remember when someone said something i wrote some long message saying my mind to the person. And I, luckily I sent it to the coffee. Then I told him that I'm going to send this thing to the lady. Like what the lady did, she didn't do well. It's like, it's not necessary. <laughs> it's not necessary. I was like, why is he telling me it's not necessary? I have to send it. She, she said this. And I was like, it's not necessary. And that I should calm down. And later on, I realized that it's, it's if, I, if I had sent it, later on, I realized that if I had sent it, I would have regretted it. He said that. Okay. So that's one thing I also learned from him. Yes. So fast forward to the elections. They did the elections and I won. So Teddy, I was the general secretary for the law students. Ooh, I came to meet you. <laughs> yes. So that was and do you know how we used to notice you? 
<laughs> we used to notice you as the LSC secretary, always wearing heels and trousers with a nice cow yes. walking around. <laughs> yes, so yes, that was it. And um, third year also, join my tenure. Fazia, please, yeah. not to take you back, but can you tell us a little what happened during the vetting? You said you came out crying. Is that you were in? Oh, yes, yes, I came out by crying. The pan- no, or what exactly hmm. happened? So the thing is, um, the panel, always the vetting panel are people that kind of have experience in students' politics and some of the executives that are in office and some hmm. of your seniors, they are those that normally constitute the vetting panel. Okay. So as I said, during the elections, there was um, like people were fabricating stories. There were like some of some of my seniors actually though so I was a second year contestant so my third year seniors Kofi's mm-hmm. classmates there were these ladies in the class that I don't know they had a problem <laughs> with me I really don't know <laughs> they had a problem with me so one of those ladies was on the panel right so oh, during the betting she was asking me questions about the fact that um, her class people say I don't respect God. <laughs> her class people say I don't respect and that how am I going to reconcile with the fact that my seniors my seniors are saying they don't respect I don't respect so um I'll be their junior being their general secretary how am I going to they want to answer the I question like she was still on it pushing me to the wall and trying to so I was trying to explain to her where all these things stem from and also when I was when I'm trying to explain, then the other um, panels, they bombarded me. It was like something that I wasn't expecting at all. <laughs> um, third year, I was in office. The college elections was ongoing. So one of the presidential, college elections is the running mate system. So you, the president, the person running will appoint a running mate. So I was so I got an offer from um, one of the aspirants for the college elections course, okay. and I decided to take it up because I I felt every stage I feel is a learning experience. So whether I win or not, because I was actually contemplating whether I would really be able to really dispense whatever I have to do very well because I was really thinking about the entrance exams. The entrance exams really took a better part of me during third year and final year because um, my mind was really occupied in that. But I decided to take it up. Then um, we went through the process. We went through, we did what election is about, like student politics, how you are supposed to do it. I realized that the same is the same principles that Kofi was trying to teach me during my time of running for general secretary. You go, you talk to the people, you consistently let them understand what you really want to bring on board. So I went through all of that and it was kind of tough because you know where law faculty is? It's very far. Yeah. Business school is and isolated else. from the other faculty. Yes. yes. <laughs> Business school is also somewhere else the um, social sciences students are also at CCB. So it wasn't easy enough. And I was in third year. You know how third year courses- It's stressful. Was very packed. So <laughs> this time round, during our vetting, 
we decided to do mock vettings and get people that are more experienced in the student politics to guide us, to ask us questions, to take us through similar things that we might experience during the vetting process. We went through all of that. We tried to understand all the risks to vetting. Then I realized when we went, it was easier as compared to what I did um, with my general secretary vetting because okay. I was prepared and the results came. We were the highest. We wow. got 92, <laughs> yeah, 92%, 92%. And I was the only female running mates. All of them had male yeah. running mates. I, I yeah. remember that. So, yeah. so it was really good. And that boosted our chances more. Because, yes, you see, the one thing I learned about student politics is it's the same principles, right? It's the same principles. But the thing about okay. one, what makes it quite different um, with law student politics, student politics as um, compared to non-law students is Law students would really would ask you a lot of questions. They want to know whether genuinely, it's not just that like you are just, you just want to be a political figure. Do you get it? Yes. But um, can you hear me? I can hear you going. Okay. Yeah. So. Yes, so it's the same basic principles. It's the same basic principles with regard to students' politics. Students' politics is, you don't, it's not like, it's not really like national politics because um, with the students' politics, you, ju you just need to go to the ground and talk to them and let them understand what you really want to bring on board. You also go through betting. It's the same processes. So it wasn't something that was new to me. But one thing about public speaking is no matter the points that you reach in your life, if you are asked to come and stand in front of a different audience to talk, you, at the first, the first time, you would not really feel comfortable. But as, as you go on, you, yeah, you become fine. It's always like that. Even presidents, everywhere. So that was that was what was different. That was what was different a bit. But I, as I as I said, along the line, you you adjust and you'll be fine. Yes. So that was it. We were three contesting. Okay. Yeah. It was quite a keen race. But <laughs> but did you have any manager? Did you have any major managers taking you to? Because I believe the environment was a little different compared to the KNUST election oh yes it was but it was just the experience i needed the campaign manager is to guide you and be telling you what to do but with mine okay. i as you do politics you devise personally you devise your own kind of strategies a bit esther can you hear me yeah i can hear you yes you devise you devise your own strategies and I, I didn't have like one campaign manager that was telling me first to do this, first to do that. So I, okay. I went forward to the familiar people that I knew already. And I talked to all of them, like every single one of them that I'm familiar with. I called them and told them that this is what I want to do. And I needed their support. So I brought all those people on board. So I didn't really have one specific campaign manager. 
I had a lot of people that brought their views as to how it should be done and what I'm doing wrong and what I shouldn't do. Do you get it? Okay. Thank you. Yes. Thank you very much for the political background. Now to the second important thing, the law school entrance exam. Can you tell us about the preparations towards it? Are there any requirements as to not training for your LSB? What are the courses? What really goes into preparing for the Ghana School of Law entrance exam? Okay, so the entrance exams up until recently has been that if you are in final year and you are preparing, you are given the leverage to apply without apply to write without your LLB certificate and your final transcript. You are given that leverage to do that. Then um, after the results are released and you're successful, you provide them with that. The reason this year it changed was because of the incident that happened last year with regards to the 31 students that were redrawn. Um, just like what I said, you they were final year students and they didn't have their final transcripts and their LOB certificates. So because they were final year students, they could register. Then after they were successful, they were to provide it, to provide it also became a problem. And those are requirements that you need to satisfy before you can be in the law school. So they were redrawn and it's brought up um, the public uproar and everyone was just talking and criticizing the law school. So this year they made it that, that's why um, Esther, you attest to the fact that the final years, their timetable is kind of different, final year law students. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of different. Yeah, that would... Sorry? No, you can go ahead. Yeah, yeah. They are um they are supposed to provide them with their final transcripts, at least for them to be able to apply for the entrance exams. Yes, mm-hmm. and okay. their certificates. Yes. So you need that and some other documents, references from a lawyer that has 10 years standing at the bar. Um, some of your lecturers, wow. academic references. Oh, you can get all of that. Don't worry. You, uh, <laughs> your law lecturers help you get all of that because most of the law lecturers are also um, practicing lawyers. So okay. yeah, they provide you with those references and you need your transcript. So those are the documents that you need. With regards to your personal preparation, as I said, there are personal <laughs> strategies. You do what works for you. Someone would not find it easy combining final year with entrances and preparation that is fine because if you don't if you have a trail you can't prepare for the like you can't write the entrance even okay. if you write and you pass it to be revoked because your transcript is not ready and you don't have a certificate so it will be revoked so you do what works for you i have a friend that he just used two months to prepare he just used one month some of them just use one month to prepare and wow. they were successful Yes. So okay. it depends on your level of your level of grasping and what you do for yourself. I personally, I learn based on the fact that like, I want to be able to go through everything before I go and sit for the paper. And just two months will not afford me with that opportunity. So I decided to okay. do it alongside with my final year. 
I I made a time to. But I was with Michael Jan. You know Michael Jan. Yeah. <laughs> I was with him okay. throughout, yes, throughout the preparation. We devised our timetable about what we would do on this day, what to, how we'd be doing the final year to alongside. Okay. So yeah, you you need that also. You need that also. Your personal yeah. preparation, your personal um, things that work for you for the insurance exams. But you just have to make sure that you've gone through whatever that you have to go to. Leave no stone unturned. Okay. Leave no stone unturned. Yes, I think that is what it is. Then you, I, I also believe very much in prayer, in faith, because okay. um, I believe, if not anything, I believe in the fact that wh- whatever that you profess, whatever that comes out of your mouth, is so powerful to the extent that it can be manifested, right? And it is yeah. when you pray. Any time that you pray, the more times that you pray, the more times you say what you want. Mm-hmm. to God, yes the causes um, as yes. in the okay, so the causes for that, the entrance oh, okay I, I think I didn't talk about that the, you, yeah. there's 10 causes um, okay wait, 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 I think it's been reduced oh yeah, we were told it's been reduced to 6 or 7 causes yeah, it's been reduced yeah. but in the communicate okay. The thing about this is every year before you write, they'll send you the communique. But there are principal okay. courses that are always the criminal law, torts, constitutional law, Ghana legal system. You can't you can't write an insurance exams without these things. And then contracts. And law. Things. Yeah, contracts <laughs> law being tested. Those are the basics okay. of the Ghanaian laws. So those yeah, those are the so even before they release any community, at least if you start preparing, you know that these, especially constitutional organic legal systems, you know that okay. notwithstanding any communicator that they are going to um, provide, those ones will essentially teach So yes. Okay. So yeah. Now with the exam itself, is it the same exam we sit for in class? Like the it's questions. It- you see, what makes the entrance exams difficult and scary is the fact that seven courses and you don't know where your theory will come from. You do only two. Uh, the theory is just two questions. And you're oh, supposed okay. to answer. I actually thought there was a question for every course. No, 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 no. no. It's just two questions um, that you don't know which particular course is going to come from with 40 objectives. Okay. The 40 objectives cut across. It cuts oh, okay. across um, all the courses. So that means you have to go through everything. And you don't know where your theory question is going to come from. That's what makes entrance exams difficult. Because if not for that, our, our semester exams or whatever that we do in school, it's not difficult because you know that every semester, this is the course, these are the topics that you've done. And that is what is coming. So you try to cover those topics. But with the entrance exams, there are seven courses. Courses. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you don't really know yeah, what's, what will come, what's, Oh, yeah, it's okay. just like I compare it to Wasi. Wasi, um, Wasi, let's say, um, yeah, and at the end of the three years, even that one, you still cannot compare it to this because these are seven courses in one paper. But still, oh, with the Wasi, first year, second year, third year, form one, form two, form three, whatever that you do, um, let's say if it's a science paper, you don't know which of the particles are coming, you don't know which of the um, 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 theory questions from the topics, the three-year 
course that you did, you don't know which one is coming. Yes. So you have to cover everything. So that is what I compare it to. Yeah. But the entrance exams, no, it's seven courses in one, which are like different aspects. It's not just one um, one particular course. So yeah, I think that's what makes it, yeah, that's what makes it stressful and difficult. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's been nice having a chat with you, but we want to have your last words for those of us looking up to you, trying to build the ladder and get to where you are now. Your junior course meets those of us in LLB, and hopefully we are waiting to write the entrance exam and also join you. By then, you even be out. Hopefully. So, what are your last words to us? Oh, I always say that if not even for here, anyone that I, I meet that I'm really talking about with regard to what they want to do is first and foremost, you should be true to yourself, right? Okay. Don't um, just look at other people and try to do what they are also doing. You, you nobody knows you better than anybody. Yourself. You know yourself, yes. But exactly. this law that you are doing, you chose it. And if you've started something, you make sure you finish it. Sometimes um, along the line, you might, there, there are some people that are doing the law, but probably along the line, they, they tend to develop different interests and all. But notwithstanding that you've started something which is good, you try okay. to finish it. Okay. You do your best. Whatever that you are doing, you do your best. You try to finish it. Then if you would want to venture into something else, you venture into something else. Because notwithstanding whatever that you want to do, you look at your environment. You look at the part of the world in which you are, you've, 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 you've been born into. You become realistic. Okay. I believe in always constantly thinking about yourself, thinking about your life and what you really want to do. They say if, if, you, if you don't plan, you plan to fail. I believe okay. we don't know what is ahead. Yeah. We don't know the plans that God has for us. But then... You can, you can think about where you would want to find yourself. And as, as, they, as the days goes by, it's your actions that would determine whether you get there or not. Though God has his own plans for us, you get it. Yes. So yeah. be true to yourself, put in your best. Like, not, not someone's best. Though. If someone is in first class and you are in upper, that is, that is the person's capability. That is, that is what the person can do. If you are also yeah. in upper, you do your best to maintain wherever that you are or push forward just be the best of yourself not the best of another person but the best of yourself focus and i always believe in focus and being determined to achieve whatever that you want to achieve if you are focused and you are determined that this is what you want and anything that will distract you you try to still remain focused you get it and the influences you a lot of things try to influence what we want to achieve. It's normal. We are humans. <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to leave out um, emotional stress and, um, 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 and, psycho- and psychological things that may affect us. Okay. We, it, there are things that we less talk about, but they affect us in the most ways. Because hopefully, if you're a student going to school, about 70%, I can say, uh, have... And people that are supporting them. So as for finances and as to at least what to eat, you'll be able to get mm. it. But with emotions, you deal with it as individuals. Nobody can help yeah. you deal with your emotional stress 
and it affects you so much. It can affect your academics. It can affect a lot of things that you do. And it's things that we lessly talk about. And I think it's something that, that is very important. You need to know that you are human. And when you get this emotional stress, these emotional issues, you need to try to understand yourself and, and, and tell yourself that. One thing that I always tell myself is, next week or two weeks from now, as I'm feeling, I wouldn't be feeling that way again. Why don't Thank I do you. things to distract me? Because I know that I wouldn't be feeling this way. You get it. Sometimes yeah. when you are going through that, you should, if, if you are someone that cries to relieve, to relieve it, you cry and relieve it. Because honestly speaking, <laughs> if you are not able to go over your emotional, your emotional stress, you can't even study. You can't go about yeah, your normal duties. It sometimes affects you the, to the fact that it sometimes even affects your psychology. It's very, very important. So okay. notwithstanding your determination, your focus and all those things, there are things that will distract you. And the main thing that I always talk about is emotions. Me, when I see a, a young person or um, a, a teenager, they say, oh, the person has a boyfriend, the person has a girl, the person is a bad person. And I say, no, it's not like the person is bad. It's just that the person doesn't know how to deal with whatever that the person is feeling. So the person just goes along with what is what she thinks or he thinks is right for him. For him, yeah. You get it, yes, yeah. for her, yes. It's it's very important. So as you go along, you should know that you will have distractions. You would have things that will come your way to try to derail your actions, but remain focused and try to know yourself know yourself me i think that is <laughs> the most important honestly know yourself know how to deal with these distractions okay. no even though it will affect you in some way sometimes you can't really control it but don't let it affect you so much because as okay. i said you always tell yourself a month from now or two months from now, whatever that you are thinking would this be will this still be important i know mm. about 80 percent of the times he said no it shouldn't be important okay. so you try to you try to focus and try to pull yourself along. Okay. Yes. So that's, 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 that's my last words to you. Thank you so, so much. I might say, I, I really miss you around campus coming to disturb you. Coming to disturb you with my assignment, but it's all good. Yeah. So I can just say, Africa is very grateful to you for your time and even though we had network issues, we were able to stay on for us. Yeah, yeah. Have a wonderful day. And you too, my dear. Thank you very much.